Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of A Brick Difficult. You may have noticed the episode has started a little differently today. Uh, so today I've actually switched the service who are hosting my podcast. So while I get a few things set up, um, you might notice a few differences, but all will be uh, kind of sorted out in the in the very near future. Um, but I'm glad to be back here again with another episode. As you will have seen from the title, um, today's episode is going to focus on some advice, some tips on how you can improve your English accent, specifically your British English accent, if you want to. And I do want to stress this is not something that you have to do. I would say that having an accent is completely normal when you learn a language, not only English, just any language. Um, that is a sign of having learned a language, is, is having an accent. Um, and I, I love hearing all kinds of accents, and I feel a little bit sad sometimes when people are ashamed of their accent. That being said, many people who I've spoken to, or when I've taught people English in the past, they always want to know, how can I improve my accent? How do I speak with a better English accent to be understood, etc.? Um, so I thought I would put together a few points of advice, of suggestions, of things you can do, ways you can practice, um, a couple of resources. So I hope this is helpful if you want to improve your accent, but I don't think that you have to do that um, if you don't want to. Okay, so let's get straight into it then. I would say that the most important thing is you do need to practice a lot, and this means speaking with people as much as possible. Um, you can practice by yourself, but the most important thing is interacting with people because what that is going to show you is how well other people understand you, specifically native speakers. Um, if they can understand you, uh, if you're able to have fluent conversations, then you can take that as a good sign. If you're just practicing by yourself, you might never get the opportunity to test out your accent with somebody else and so you can't tell if somebody can understand you or if there is some difficulty in being understood. So it's really important to practice, practice, practice. So how can you get practice? So if you are in an English speaking country or if there are a lot of English speakers in your country, I would advise things like language exchanges or um, trying to make friends who speak English Please try not to just use somebody only to learn a language. I don't think that's a very nice experience for anybody. Um, but you might want to try to socialize with English speaking groups or English speaking people. But do just keep in mind that just picking somebody to socialize with to only practice English is a little bit mean and I don't think it's very respectful to the other person. So just please bear that in mind. If you don't have access to native English speakers where you're living, uh, there are a few other things that you can do. So you could uh, try to find a teacher online on platforms like italki, or you can do language exchanges through a number of different apps and websites. Um, the ones that I have used before that I'm just going to briefly talk about are uh, Tandem, Hi Native, and hello talk so these are three examples of apps that you can find everywhere um, there's so many of these apps out there uh, where you essentially say what language you speak natively which language you're learning and somebody who wants to learn your native language can have a conversation with you 
And not only can you have these conversations over text, but you can send uh, audio files, or if you're feeling confident enough, you can actually have calls with people as well through the application. Um, of course, you want to be um, trying to keep yourself safe if you do go onto these platforms. So try not to give too much personal information away. Um, just try to be sensible uh, when interacting with people. Obviously, if somebody is being rude to you or offensive, um, you're more than welcome to report that to the platform, um, as is somebody else if you're being offensive to them. Um, that's one of the good things about these platforms is that there is some things in place to maybe help you out if you're not feeling comfortable talking with someone. You can also filter out things like by gender if you're a woman who doesn't want to talk to a man for any reason or the other way around. Um, you can filter by um, gender and things like that sometimes on these platforms as well. So that can be quite handy. Um, because if you're trying to find a language partner in person, sometimes it might just be whoever is available and that might not be exactly who you're looking to speak with. Um, so these are a good idea to use if you don't have access to um, native speakers where you are, or maybe you don't have much time to find, you know, in-person meetups or in-person language exchanges. I would also say you need to listen a lot. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> You're still listening to this, um, but listening to more podcasts, uh, watching TV, watching films, um, listening to music, as many things as you can listen to in English are going to be really helpful because what you can do is first of all, check if you understand, but also imitate the sounds that you hear, imitate the rhythm of the way people speak, pick up the vocabulary, notice how things are pronounced, um, the intonation which I'm going to talk about in, in a moment as well. Listening and listening and listening is going to be really important for um, not only your vocabulary and grammar, but also just learning to get used to the way that people talk so that you can understand it and also you can imitate it, you can copy it. Um, what you can do is a technique called shadowing. Um, and sometimes there are videos on places like YouTube that are actually specifically made for you to shadow. So shadowing is usually um, a piece of audio or maybe somebody reading something and your job is to uh, speak or read at the same time as they do. So um, the reason why these are usually text that's read out is so you know what's going to be said because obviously you might not be anticipating what the person's going to say but sometimes they are just conversations and you have to listen a few times and then once you know what's coming, you can literally speak out loud the the same words and phrases that the person is saying uh, and, and shadow them. You, you're copying them uh, in real time. So this is particularly very good for practicing the style, the speed, the rhythm, the, the way that people speak. Um, and in terms of which you know, videos or audio you should be looking for, that's really going to depend on you and your preferences. So if you're listening to this podcast, then maybe you're trying to learn British English, but it might not be the case. Maybe you also want to learn American English, Australian English, um, South African English. I don't know, whatever your preference is. What I would say is pick a type of English and focus on it. Uh, because in terms of learning how to pronounce things and 
what words are used and things like that. They're going to be different from country to country, region to region. So it's really important to try and pick a focus point. Um, you know, when I think about an, a language like Arabic, if I'm going to learn Arabic, I, I need to pick a, a region or a country because although it's the same language, it's so different in different places. Learning Egyptian Arabic is not the same as learning Levant Arabic or uh, Moroccan Arabic or whatever it might be. And it's the same with English, there's going to be differences. So having that focus is going to help you find the material that's going to help you best. Okay, so in terms of what to focus on, what can help you? Learning and uh, practicing phonics, um, which we did talk about on the podcast quite a few episodes ago. You can go back and have a listen to that. Uh, I talked about things like diphthongs and the way that we pronounce certain sounds in English, which is probably one of the things that makes English so difficult is that letters are not always pronounced the same. Um, and we need to get used to you know, when we see an A, does it, is it pronounced as A or is it pronounced as something else if it's with another vowel? These things come with practice and knowing the phonics beforehand, it can be really helpful. So go back and listen to that episode if you want to, or just start looking into phonics. Uh, so that's spelled P-H-O-N-I-C-S. Uh, that can be really helpful for learning to pronounce things um, in the correct way. The other thing is rhythm. So you'll notice that there's a particular way that I speak and there's a particular way that everybody speaks, not only in English, but in all different languages. And often, uh, apart from the way that people pronounce things um, when they're speaking English, one of the things that gives me a huge hint to where somebody is from is the rhythm of the speech, the, the kind of song of the speech. So when we talk about rhythm, we're talking about how fast somebody is speaking, the kind of way it goes up and down, up and down. Uh, when we ask a question and the sentence goes up at the end, like, are you okay? Um, this is part of rhythm as well uh, and intonation. Um, and that can help to make your accent sound a little bit more natural. It can make your meaning more clear, especially when we think about asking questions and stuff like that. Um, but your rhythm in your native language might be very different and learning to not talk that way is very difficult if that is how you've spoken all your life. So, you know, I'm thinking in my head of certain languages where, you know, people when they speak English, they might be, you know, just speaking in a monotone, like there's no, there's no tone and it's all just one tone. Um, and so it's hard to tell if someone's asking a question or just telling you something. And then there's some languages where they go up and down and so everything can sound a bit a bit strange once it goes into English. So, you know, it might sound a little bit like da 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 or something like this. So uh learning the rhythm of English is also really important. It's like learning the way to sing a song almost. Um while we're practicing these things, while we're shadowing, while we're looking at phonics, uh, while we're speaking, um, while you're by yourself, I would really recommend that you record yourself. And this can be really difficult and really embarrassing, especially to listen to later. Um, but having a record of your progress can be really helpful. And listening back can give you an indication of how another person would understand you or hear you. Uh, and you can pick out the points where you're really struggling. So I would really recommend recording yourself, whether that's on your phone, on your laptop, 
Um, you can save it to like a cloud service if you want, and you can even send it to people to get some feedback. Um, try not to just read notes or something. Try to make it really natural as if you're answering a question or talking about something like a presentation. Try to pick a topic to talk about. Um, maybe um, a few questions that you'd like to just answer and listen back to it and try to pick out, you know, oh, I'm not pronouncing that sound correctly or oh, I'm not quite sure what I was saying here. What I was saying is a little bit confusing. Um, it can be just so helpful to listen back to yourself um, and try to pick out any mistakes or anything that you think could deal with some, um, could, could benefit from a little bit of improvement. Um, a few other things that we can talk about is intonation, which I've mentioned a few times. So intonation is things like going up at the end of a sentence to ask questions, but it's also um, using emphasis. Um, so the difference between who did that and who did that, um, where we emphasize the actual sound uh, can change the meaning of a sentence and getting used to doing things like that can also really improve um, your accent and also the uh, the naturalness of how you're speaking. Um, a few things I would mention that I think are particular to British pronunciation is though so there's a few sounds that we just don't pronounce as people think we do or are maybe slightly uh, different than you thought they were and these can really help with your accent. Um, so this is specific to British English so You've probably seen on the internet sometimes this kind of joke that um, we pronounce British as British. <laughs> like you can hear it the way that I say it. That I, I don't pronounce this T very hard. I don't say British. Um, and a lot of people, even people in, you know, sort of quote unquote posh areas, maybe in the south of England where um, received pronunciation is more widespread, they don't tend to pronounce this T. Um, some people will, especially if they're trying to enunciate and speak correctly. Um, but most often we don't pronounce that T so hard. Um, and this T is inside of words or even between words. And what actually happens is usually something called a glottal stop. And a glottal stop is the only way I can really explain it without getting too technical is it's almost like a drop in sound. But it's not a drop in sound exactly, it's kind of another phonetic sound, it's part of phonics. Um, and it does exist in other languages, but maybe you've just not thought about it before. So for example, when I say the word city, okay, I can say city with the T, but what I'm more likely to say is C, in the C. And you can hear somewhere there is that little soft T. You can tell there is a T there, but I'm not pronouncing it very clearly. Same with another word like pretty. There's two T's in pretty, and I'm only pronouncing one of them. Something else is happening to the T. It's almost like I'm swallowing it. And this is a really weird thing about British English that's completely different to American English, for example. If we take the example of city in American English, that would be city like the the t would become a d almost um and that's quite specific to american english but we would uh, have this glottal stop sound so listening to that listening to examples of glottal stops and practicing it is going to be really helpful another thing is 
learning where we shorten words. So for example, we don't often say something like, oh, I cannot do this. We would say, I can't do this or do not do that would probably be don't do that. So um, there's quite a few of these shortened phrases. Um, I'm sure you can find lists of them online, but the most common ones I can think off the top of my head are things like won't, shouldn't, couldn't, don't, uh, isn't, can't, um, wouldn't, uh, and the list goes on from there. But it's mostly modals uh, that we shorten. Uh, but these kind of shortened phrases are all over the place and can really help with making your accent or way of speaking, you know, more natural if that's what you want to do. The last thing that I'll mention is a few common pronunciation errors um, that can help with your accent as well, because some of these pronunciation errors are just errors on pronounce, pronouncing sounds in English um, that if you spend some time practicing them will help to contribute to a better accent in your uh, English speaking accent. So uh, a common one is pronouncing the word, uh, pronouncing the sound Ford as Ford um, when it's in like a place name. So I'm thinking of places like Hereford or Salford. Um, the last part is F-O-R-D, so it looks like it should be pronounced Ford, uh, but we actually say Fud. <laughs> There's like a uh sound in the middle. Um, another big one is ham in places like Birmingham. It's just an m sound. Um, Oldham. The, the, the H just isn't pronounced really. Um, and that's just... it's. Uh, I don't even know why that happens, but it's, it's so clear um, to most people when they see these these place names and things that you shouldn't pronounce certain letters. And so if you don't see that straight away, please don't be uh, worried. It's just that native speakers are so used to seeing and hearing these sounds. Uh, the other one is uh, S-H-I-R-E. What people would pronounce as Shire is actually a sh. So Lancashire. Gloucestershire, Hampshire. Uh, again, I don't know why we pronounce it like that, but it's a thing that's universal across the UK, pretty much. Um, so just something to get used to. So that's pretty much all of the things I wanted to talk about. And just to um, kind of summarise, most of creating a better British accent comes from learning the way that people pronounce things, it's practicing, it's uh, making sure that other people understand you, recording yourself and kind of getting used to your own accent and keeping a record of how it might change and also choosing what your goal is. So for most people, the goal is just being understood. And I think that's a great goal. I think that trying to change your accent is optional and maybe even just an advanced goal that if you want to do it, you can do it, but you don't have to. But for some people, they want to integrate uh, on a sort of extra level by having a better accent. And to do that, you really need to focus on what the goal is. Do you want a uh, received pronunciation accent? Are you trying to get like a Yorkshire accent? Are you trying to get a Scottish accent? Like, what is the goal that you're trying to achieve? Um, because depending on what that is, it could be very different. So um, just to finish off, there's one... YouTuber that I wanted to recommend to you. I may have mentioned him before, 
Um, his name is Korean Billy. So he is a, a guy from Korea who came to the UK to um, uh, to sort of practice and learn English because he really likes speaking regional accents. And the one that he chose is Scouse, um, which if you cast your minds back a few episodes, that is people from a, a certain region of Liverpool. And he is not a native speaker, but he's managed to get the accent so well, like he's done a really great job. And he goes around other places in the UK and tries to pick up the accent, use the accent. It's really funny, really entertaining, and he's really good at it. Uh, so you can give him a watch and um, see how he's kind of getting used to improving his accent. Most of his videos are in English, but if you are a Korean speaker, he does have some videos in Korean that you can also watch too. So that's everything that I wanted to talk to you about today. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. Again, I'll be back with another episode in a week and I will get everything back up and running with intros and outros um, as soon as possible. Remember that we do now have an Instagram account and that's a, a Brit Difficult Podcast. So that's at a Brit Difficult Podcast where you can come follow, comment, leave your suggestions, whatever you want to do. Um, so yeah, I'll see you all next week.